Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. I'm Dave Detman, also known as Dr. Get. I've got a new podcast called The Big Idea. And every week I talk to inventors and visionaries who made it big in their respective industries. We'll tackle weekly trending tech, provide inside tips for your success, and go deep dives on the latest and greatest innovations. And I know you're going to love this part. I'll also have plenty of free giveaways. Who doesn't love free stuff? So listen to and follow The Big Idea with me, Dr. Gadget, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast One, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. This week, we're going to talk about an EV SUV from Lotus, a new offering from Ford, Corvette, uh, price increases, and more. Before we get started, here's a word from Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, Geico can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use Geico mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to Geico becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with Bill Goldberg. Hello. Oh. How, How you doing? doing? Oh, I'm just peach king, man, trying not to get blown away by these gale force winds out here in Texas. You know, we've had a little bit of, uh, we had like pretty, pretty good rain for a day, and then it was super windy. The rain came in, and then it just blew away, and, you know, it just allows, we don't get that much rain out here, so all we do is go... All right, when it rains, go to all the warehouses and figure out where all the leaks are. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, here, man, it made it last week, well, last week, like three days ago, it, it felt like California again. I was driving back from uh, downtown and I see smoke, start smelling smoke, and I, I get flashbacks of being evacuated down in San Diego. Yeah. Wildfires out here in Texas. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, nothing bad. No, uh, it's it, it's minuscule in comparison to being out. In town. Yeah, to being out here, sure. Yeah, when they say a thousand acres burns out here, it's like you know twenty thousand, uh, two hundred thousand out in California. So. Yeah. Um. So uh, a lot of stuff happening in, in the car news. Typical in the car news world is is a bunch of announcements for cars that are going to come out in ten years from now. But uh, anyway, exactly. it's exciting. Anyway, it's still it's still <laughs> exciting to see what's going on, on on the forefront of of what's happening. Um. You know, I on the way in though, I had a nice uh conversation with our buddy John Urist from Hellion Turbo, and we've been um going back and forth for a while, uh, and. You know, he's been working on some some turbo kits. Uh, the big thing is, you know, emissions legal testing. It's very expensive. You you pay, pass or fail, you pay, right? It's like ten thousand dollars minimum. So these are these are big undertakings for for a lot of small companies out there. And Goldberg's Garage included. Yeah, Goldberg's Garage included. So uh, 
And just going through like all of the conditions of during the testing, it has to be a perfect 73 degrees and it has to be sea level and it has, you know, all this stuff. And, and, you know, and he's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And so he's got weather and he's got altitude and he's like, so I can do so much, but then have to move the whole operation to like California, not just for the testing, but just to finish the the tuning and the kit and everything to even think you're going to pass emissions because you can't even do yeah. it now, Kirky. <laughs> so uh, it's it's a big it's a big uh, task that he's he's taking on. Uh, but he is going to end up. He's feeling pretty good about having some twin turbo kits come out for cars and trucks that'll be emissions legal and and really be one of the only companies out there. You know, there's some big supercharger manufacturers that that are getting it done, but those companies are are massive and they have other sources of of income. They're not just a, a small enthusiast company. So it's it's interesting, it's exciting. We've been doing a, a a bit of work on the Mustang Mach 1. Uh, Richard Waitis, he's the best. He's been helping us out. So, you know, we sent the car down to Magnaflow. We did the exhaust on it, but the valve needed adjustment. There's a, the opens the exhaust. They fixed that. And I said, hey, man, I, I got to get this car over to Anderson Composites. Uh, so Richard said, fine, I'll drive it there myself. So from, <laughs> from Oceanside back up to like the LA area. And then I don't know how he got a ride home. And then and it just so happened that the day he was driving it up there, we just had this pouring rain. And Ugh. and he he texted me and he's like, I, I've got to pull over. This rain is crazy. And I was like, you know, I was just teasing. I was like, that's what makes it fun. Don't be a baby. He's like, Oh. He's like, I'm in your car on Pilot Sport Cup 2s with a race alignment, and this car is darting all over the road. So uh, so he, he had to pull over for a minute to let the, the rain die down, which it, it happened pretty quick because it was so windy. But uh, got the car over to Anderson. They've been sending me some photos, test fitting all the car, carbon fiber. Luckily, everything has been fitting perfectly. So... The car is going to go to the Grand Prix of Long Beach. Uh, it's coming up soon. It will debut some carbon fiber pieces there. Not all of the pieces, but it's going to have some there. And then I think Magnaflow's taking the car back. Uh, Richard wanted it for some event that I don't even know. And then it goes back to Anderson Composites to go to Fabulous Fords Forever, which is a great show out here, which I won't be able to make. Uh, we'll be coming back from the Trans Am race in Laguna Seca. And then I think Ponies at the Pike or something like that or uh, some other event. And then it'll all sort of come to a head at SEMA, right? So the car is going to go to SEMA. It's going to be the Anderson Composites booth. We're excited about that. But we were trying to figure out all of these events that we're going to, how do we just add a little bit more to the car each time so everything comes together at SEMA? We've got HRE wheels coming in. We've got some of the carbon fiber pieces coming in. Knock on wood, potentially an emissions legal twin turbo kit. Hopefully that could be exciting. Uh, and, a, and a couple of other pieces. So that's is kind of the plan right now. Is there a betting board in Vegas as to which one of those will actually go on 
I, you know, I, I, I feel good about Long Beach, right? Because the car is – the car can go to Long Beach without all of the parts on it. So that's good. So, uh, yes, you're right. Like, are we going to start pulling pulling odds, taking odds on – will it go to SEMA? Yeah, I feel good about that. Will it go to SEMA <laughs> with everything the way we want it to go to SEMA? Never. I, I – I, I, I don't know on that, but we're trying to not overdo the car, right? So, of course, I, I we drop it off at Anderson Composites, and and Dave Davis over there, uh, who's who's been working on it, he's like, car looks good. It's a little wet. We'll get it all cleaned up, detailed out. We'll bring it to Long Beach. Uh, you know, you're missing a door panel, right? I was like, oh yeah, I was working on the audio system. I took the door panel off. So let me let me get the door panel back out to you guys at some point. And uh, by the way, little things that we're running into is the rear deck lid has that blacked out panel in between the taillights and it has the Mach 1 logo on it. And we just want the Mach 1 logo and we put it on the carbon fiber piece. Well, you can't buy just the logo from Ford. You have to get it with the deck lid panel and it's a thousand dollars. So I was like, all right, well, maybe we could pull the logo off the original piece or something like that. So this is where our friends at Gallup and Autosports help out because they've done a bunch of these oh, yeah. and they're saying, bring us the panel and we think we can do it. Uh, and because they have guys that have done it, you know, four or five times on all of the other cars, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not the the Mach 1 because it's so new, but, you know, the Bullet and the GT and the other stuff. So they're like, yeah, it's typically this and this is how we do it. And uh, so that might that might be good. But yes, to to add <laughs> <That might be good. laughs> to, to add to the, uh, you know, the SEMA, not a SEMA crunch, but we have time would be we're going to debut the carbon fiber hood with the hood scoop for the Mach 1 that's functional and has a ram air effect in all carbon fiber, but we want it to be different at SEMA. So we went back to the idea of doing, you know, the Mach 1 is the fighter jet gray. It has like the black stripe on the hood in the middle, right, where it's 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 two shades of black with an orange stripe in the middle. So it's like a matte and a gloss um, part of the appearance package. It looks very cool. And I was like, oh, let's paint the hood fighter jet gray. Let's do the first black stripe in the orange and then the big center black stripe. Let's leave that carbon fiber and the hoods and the scoop carbon fiber. So now we're back to that idea maybe for SEMA, uh, which means now we're going to bring the car back. We're going to get the hood painted and between now and then. So we've got some fun stuff. We've got some fun stuff. But I'm excited to see the wheels. So the wheels um, should make it to Grand Prix of Long Beach. HRE pulled out all the stops, made a nice wheel. But as you and I were talking about a minute ago off the air, we're not sure we can find tires. <laughs> uh, uh, is Not many people make the sizes, and then the ones that do, nobody has anything in stock. Everything's super delayed. Supply chain issues, blah, blah, blah. But that's kind of where we, we are. And then... We could take the stock tires and put them on the new wheels, but now it's sounding like the stock tires, because of you know the more aggressive alignment, might be kind of wearing thin. So uh, I don't know. So <laughs> it, they, would, they would still have to be changed out again at some point. So anyway, that's kind of the 
the fun stuff we've been we've been kind of dealing. But it is it is exciting to see this car sort of come together, get the you know, see the carbon pieces, get it put on the car, get the photos in there, and then, you know, we'll do some studio shots of the car and uh, that part's exciting. That part's fun. Now, as much as I love the details about the vehicle and everything you're aspiring to do to it prior to SEMA, can we back up for a second yeah. and, and talk about the importance of, of this this person that we continue to uh, reference, Mr. Richard Waitis? Yeah. <laughs> How much of this shit could actually be done without him? Uh, he's he's so fantastic, and I don't know how he ended up taking on these roles of like quarterbacking projects. Like he's got a job, <laughs> you know, he's busy as hell at Magnaflow. He's got a lot he's of stuff. Worse more than anybody I've ever seen, but he never says no, and, he, and he's always there for you. And he goes above and beyond, whether it's hooking you up with Magnaflow or other manufacturers that they do business with, and. I mean, whether it was the debacle over in, in, in Saudi Arabia that he helped me with or an exponentially unlimited list of things from vehicle to vehicle. I just cannot sing his praises enough. He is I mean, Papa Bear. He, he, he's got a day job as the head of, well, I guess, marketing. I don't even know what his title is now, the head of marketing. He does so many things. You know, in an office in the building, but then he's constantly in the R and D center, and he's constantly in like their 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 installation the facility, and and his truck that he's working on, and now producing tons of content and dealing with influencers and pains in the ass like us uh, trying to get stuff done, and then on top of that. Uh, he gets called in by a lot of the specialty shops to go custom do an exhaust. He'll go to Foos and do an exhaust. He'll go to uh, uh, I saw him on one of the you know, shows. Jimmy Shine and yeah. and not even just the TV stuff. He'll go to you know Jimmy Shine's place as well and do these the exhaust on these things and 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 weld and cut and make these things on his own. And yeah, it's a it, it's a big it's a big undertaking. He, he was on Junkyard Empire the other day. Yeah. He's showing up everywhere. Oh, and and then the part that I don't think he talks too much about is is mostly after the fact is he does a lot of stuff in the entertainment space on the movie cars. Did a bunch of the Batman things and 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 stuff like that when they when they call and they're like, hey, we you know this car doesn't sound right and it doesn't look right and what do we do? And and he just goes and does exhaust systems on Batmobiles and. <laughs> And Dark Knight and all the other stuff. So, yeah, Richard's the best. Uh, we appreciate all that he's doing over there. And uh, I don't know how he kind of finds the time to do all of it. but I don't think there's one vehicle that I've dealt with for a, a period of time that he hasn't had influence on in one way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I I would say and, the same. I mean, my my 93 Cobra, the Lightning, this Mach 1 um, – uh, all of it, yeah. Maybe when the electric truck, the lightning comes in, well, you know what? He's probably not going to make exhaust for it. That makes sense. But I'm sure he's going to be doing something. He's going to be helping out and and coming up with that. Actually, I do have a question for him about about that truck. <laughs> yeah, there we that, that we could work on. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, a, a huge thanks to uh, to Richard Waitis about it. Speaking of electric trucks. Lotus, we talked about Lotus had the Type 132. I think that was the code name. And uh, they've, you know, they pulled the wraps off this thing. It's called the Electra. Electra. It is, it's a Lotus SUV. It's an EV. It's, um, 
I don't know, maybe about the size of the Aston Martin DBX. Maybe the EV is a little bit, a little bit bigger than that. Um, they're all going to be uh, all-wheel drive with a motor on each corner, about 600 horsepower. I think they're looking at a range of 370-plus miles. 373 is what Lotus has been putting out there. Um, it, it, it quick, you know, zero to 60 in under three seconds. Uh, so that's pretty good range. It looks kind of interesting. I don't know if you saw the pictures of this. I don't know. There's something on the front that's got a little bit of a Lamborghini Urus, in my opinion. That's what I thought it was originally. I mean, I didn't, I didn't it, read it, it. It kind of feels like if Lamborghini said, hey, we're doing an all-electric Urus, this this is kind of what I think it would look like. So, uh, you know, if you like the Urus, I think you're going you're gonna to dig this thing. I mean... It looks cool. It'll be interesting to see it in person. The interior definitely has more of a high-end luxury kind of EV feel to it. You know, Lotus has always been the, you know, lightweight is performance kind of, of company. So we'll see how they how they pull it off. But they've also got their their EV supercar, which is something like, I don't know, 1,600 horsepower, or, you know, whatever, something well over 1,000 horsepower that is going to be a hell of a a uh, hell of a performer. Actually, is Lotus is doing that? Yeah, the uh, Avija, I think, yeah, I think they're doing that one. So anyway, this is going to be pretty cool. I don't exactly know when this is going to come out. This is, um, you know, just announced. They just put out a lot of the information on it uh, as far as some of the specs and the different, you know, as you can expect, different modes. And there's a range mode and tour and sport and off-road mode. Not sure how much off roading is going to go on, but listen, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I like it, but you know the the timing on these things. A lot of them are so far out. Uh, but speaking of EV stuff, so someone was talking. I guess a, a statement from Porsche, and Porsche had said that they finally confirmed that the seven eighteen, the Cayman, and the Boxster will become exclusively EV. So the the gas engine versions we have now, the badass GT4 RS that we spoke about, they're they're kind of going to be the end. Now, I don't think this is happening right away. I think they're saying those cars will go electric um, by around 2025. So we have a little bit more time. And a couple of weeks ago, I think you pointed out the the EV race car, the um, not the Type R, the Concept R. I don't know why it's, I'm drawing a blank here, but uh, what was that? What was that thing called? I remember. Do, do you remember what that thing was called? Um, God, we talk about so many different. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what that thing was called. Oh, the Mission R. It was Mission R. It was the, yeah, it was the cool looking race car, Mission R EV. And yeah, I, I'm sure a lot of that technology and stuff that they're developing on that is going to end up into the street cars. Very typical of Porsche. But yeah, uh, EV Cayman, EV Boxster. That's that's the plan. Interesting. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well we'll I listen, it's Porsche. I'm sure it's gonna perform well. 
I, I'm it's not just, sure. It, it, they wouldn't build it. Yeah. <laughs> so the other direction is Stellantis, right? The the parent company that was, you know, Chrysler, Ram, Dodge, Alfa Romeo, Maserati, so on and so forth. They've released a couple of new gas engines, which is interesting because they're like, why are we releasing new gas engines? You know, because we're doing away with a lot of that stuff. You know, but they're saying, hey, it's 2022. Uh we think we're going to be 50% EV by 2030, and we we still got some time to come up with gas engines. Whether it's exclusively gas engine is one thing or a hybrid, right? Plug-in hybrid or non-plug-in hybrid or, or, or whatever. So they came up with a couple of engines, um, what they call the Hurricane. It's There's a standard output and a high output version. These are twin-turbo straight sixes and the standard output is 400 horsepower and 450 pound-feet of torque the high output is 500 horsepower and 475 pound-feet of torque out of three liter straight sixes that's kind of impressive and there's kind of yeah yeah, like it's 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 good it's impressive now stellantis as the parent company said, we've developed these engines, but we're going to leave it up to each one of our brands, whether it be Jeep or Ram or or Dodge or whatever, to fine-tune and do what they want and put it in what it needs to be put in. So they're saying this 400 horsepower and the 500 horsepower is sort of the base off of what they created, but it could be fine-tuned. It could be a little more. It could be a little less. They might bring up the torque a little and – to 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 match if you're putting it into a uh, I don't know an SUV or something versus an off roader or a Jeep or uh, a Ram, where this starts to make sense to me would be more on the truck and SUV side of things, where you have it in a hybrid configuration, you want longer range and you want the added power for towing for towing and hauling stuff and when you're adding a bunch of weight to the vehicle. Mm -hmm. If you have a really good hybrid system, and I'm not talking just like get 30 miles of range on the hybrid, you know, just on the battery, but, you know, get an overall much greater miles per gallon. This could be a cool little powerhouse engine, you know, a three liter, 500 horsepower. And, you know, in factory trim, it's an interesting Pretty impressive, I, I, I must say. Listen, I say, I say, hey, uh, hey, Mopar, while you still can, you know, drop that in your uh, performance parts catalog. Make a make a nice little three liter twin turbo crate engine, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, we, you know, we love Hellcats, we love Hellfit, but not everything needs to be Hellfit, you know. Uh, just like not everything needs to be LS, by the way. <laughs> then that too. <laughs> You know, so this is, uh, you know, 500 horsepower of a little three-liter twin turbo could be kind of interesting. Now, I don't have the full specs and, you know, is it all wet sump? Can there be a dry sump version? What's the weight? Is it lighter weight? And But it certainly seems interesting. Seems like a great baseline package for damn sure. Yeah. You know, I when – the news came out about this. People were like, yeah, let's go ahead and drop that in the Jeep Wrangler right away and get rid of that current, the, the what is it, the Pentastar V6? It's like, yeah, we can 
probably do away with that. <laughs> How about the spy shots on the the Ferrari SUV? Was yeah. it any other than that frontal shot? There's a rear. There's, there's, a rear. there's a rear. I don't know that it's like a whole profile, like, but there's like a no, front and rear. Dodge is giving you a shot with their new muscle car. Yeah, new yeah. Uh, pure, pure Sangue. Pure Sangue. I think that's the name of the Ferrari. Pure Sangue. I'm excited to see it. Listen, it's going to have to perform. <laughs> I mean, Ferrari, actually, I do like the look of it. I think it is kind of interesting. Uh, everyone's going to that real slim kind of headlight thing. But look, we just talked about the Urus and we just talked about um, the the Lotus SUV. We talked about the Aston Martin DBX. They're doing the 707. It's going to be the fastest and highest horsepower. And it will be, but we don't know for how long because I'm pretty sure Lamborghini is doing an Urus Evo, <laughs> like they did on the hurricane, hurricane, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so they're gonna they're gonna try to one up it. So Ferrari's gonna have to fall into this into this playing field that's been kind of established or getting mm-hmm. pretty established pretty quickly. You know, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting. And, you know, the thought there also is. Ferrari SUV, you know, it's going to be frowned upon, but also it's going to be praised. And look at what know. Lambo did with the Urus. I mean, it, I was, mean, it was frowned upon. The same, it's going to go through the same battery of, of bitching, right? I, but they, they did, they set the fucking bar. Pardon my French on that one. I on the performance and before that, but Porsche and the, and the Cayenne, people are like, oh, it's going to hurt the Porsche. I don't think it hurt 911 sales <laughs> at all. No, you know they still keep nine eleven. I don't know whether they're doing ten thousand, something like that, ten, fifteen thousand a year. I don't know. It's still fairly exclusive. I I think the SUV is a smart move for Ferrari because Ferrari, as a company, certainly as a publicly traded company, wants to increase revenue, grow the business. How do you do that while keeping all of their cars still exclusive and the waiting list and the whole thing? How? You come out with something completely new like an SUV mm-hmm. and say, great, well, maybe we can do 3000 or 4000 or 5000 a year. We'll increase the capacity of our entire lineup, our profit margins, everything, without hurting our sports cars and our GTs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other car companies have done it successfully, You know, again, namely Porsche. So why not have a Ferrari SUV? I'm kind of interesting – Interested to see it. I thought the FF was a cool Ferrari uh, when I drove that. And then it was the GT4. Lusso was after that. I didn't, I don't think I drove that one. Um, but having sort of the four seater hatchback and an all wheel drive, it's like, yeah, that's close to SUV ish almost at this point. Now we're just adding some doors and maybe lifting it a little bit. But the idea of, of, Kind of breaking the ice with with consumers with that car, I thought it was cool. That's a cool car to drive. I love driving the FF. By the way, I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know how successful the car was or how reliable it is. Although so that's that funky hatchback looking. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. 
Although uh, I'm pretty sure Ken Lingefelder has one or, or maybe still has one. And he's like, no, that's great. That's my winter car. When I need all-wheel drive, I, <laughs> I get the, into the FF. He goes, I can't drive Corvettes all the time. Uh, and then, yeah, so he, he loved that car. And I think he had like his Maserati sedan or something out here in, in like when he had a place in Palm Springs. When he'd he's come out and he'd normal. tell us. Huh? He's not normal. He's not normal, though. He's not normal. Talk about good dudes. He's a good dude. He's a good you, you, you don't make him any better. <laughs> um, a, uh, can't wait to catch up with him again and see what he thinks of a Ferrari SUV. He's got to be on the list. You know, They're going to send him, hey, Ken, you don't have one of these. You want to get know into a, uh, Yeah, I, that's a good question. We've got to reach out to Ken and, and find out if he's interested in the Ferrari SUV. It's got to be on his radar for sure. There are a few people that you just say their name and smile continuously. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of them. He's definitely he's definitely one of them. Um, let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Hey, guys, let me tell you about Meguiar's. You know, car waxes have come a long way, and over the last few years, Meguiar's launched the next generation of protective products specifically geared toward DIYers. They have their hybrid ceramic spray wax, uh, Meguiar's Hybrid Ceramic Liquid Wax, their Hybrid Ceramic Spray Detailer, and their Hybrid Ceramic Wash and Wax. They even have the Hybrid Ceramic, the Hybrid Wash Mitt as well. And for 2022, Meguiar's has introduced their Hybrid Ceramic Pre-Wax Prep. It revives paint easily, removes swirls and other minor defects, and their Hybrid Ceramic Trim Restorer. It restores darkness and shine to exterior trim. So now, Meguiar's, they have a hybrid ceramic solution for everyone for, for incredible water beating and protection and durability beyond traditional wax. It's ceramic made easy. It's Meguiar's. Okay, so Ford's big announcement this week was an F-150 Rattler. And I don't know. I like it. They said, hey, you know, all of the off-road trucks with the cool bits and pieces on it, uh, are mostly on the higher end vehicles, you know, with a lot of the options. And they're saying, well, what if we can get you an off-roader um, at a lower, more affordable base price? And that was kind of the idea of the F-150 Rattler. They are starting with the XL trim, and it's got some unique pieces on the interior this kind of like snakeskin kind of patterned interior and some stickers on the outside uh but they take they take the skid plates the all-terrain tires the off-road shocks the locking rear differential the hill descent control all of that stuff off of the higher price fx4 throw it on the XL base model and you get a more affordable off-roader in an F-150 trim, right? Eh, I think it's good. They probably make much more money off the accessories than they do the the vehicle itself. Yeah, but if the lower price point is there, it's good. Now, I don't really have any information on the actual pricing. Ford didn't release that. Um, Also don't know when we're going to do it because I don't know about chip (laughs) shortages and some other things. Uh, It sounds like you will have an extended or a crew cab version of it, and you should be able to get the 3.3-liter V6 
I believe the 5-liter V8 and the 3.5-liter Power Boost Hybrid uh, could be some of the engine options, so you can play around with that. The trim looks good. Um, the appearance package, the off-road bits, it all looks good. I guess we'll see where the price comes in to see how affordable it is. But, you know, it's a nice it's a nice option if you can get it. <laughs> I don't mean to, like, shit on everyone's point about, about cars being we can't get cars anymore. But, but look, but you it's know. True. It is true. Come on. Uh, you know, the business model is going to be changing. The business model – you know, of us going to dealers, shopping around on the lot, picking out colors and options on the lot and driving off with a car, that's still going to apply to some makes and models. But it's it's going to start end up being like you're going to order – you're just going to order everything. You're just going to order whatever you want and then – So basically all the manufacturers are going to look like Tesla. In in a sense, yes, but but sort of a, you know, for lack of a better term, a hybrid version of that. You're going to be able to maybe even order directly from, you know, the manufacturer's website, but then you're going to get to a dealer and the dealer is going to get it and they're going to prep it and they're going to bring it in and you're going to sign the paperwork or something with them and, and then you're going to bring it in there for your aftermarket accessories and the maintenance and whatever. So it's just the model of starting the sales process might start with an order process. Now, that doesn't mean that the dealers won't have product in stock, and it doesn't mean that they won't have vehicles there available for test drives and to show you the different options. It just means you'll probably go there and go, hey, I'm interested in this F-150 Rattler, and they're going to go, great, yeah, we have two of them. We have the the regular cab and the extended cab, and we've got two engine options. Let's go drive them both, see what you like, and then we'll put an order in. For you, and it's—I think it's going to be a, a a lot of that. That's going to be yeah. the new. That's going to be the new model. But maybe that leads to more profitability for the for the car companies. Uh, you know, not a lot of cars sitting on the lot. Not a lot of like got to move these things. You know, at the end of the year, and make room for the new vehicles, and I know it kind of takes a little bit of the fun out of the great big sales we get at the end of the year. Like we've got to blow out the twenty twenty twos because the twenty no matter are what, the consumer's going to get screwed. No matter. Yeah, what. yeah. It, you know, uh, I don't know. So it's going to be, it's going to sort of not overnight, but I think it's going to grow into this new model of how we 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 buy cars. But I don't want to take away. I don't think anybody should take away the. You know, the test drive, get in there, feel the car, you know. Uh, listen, I mean, we do this show all the time. We drive a lot of cars, but don't just take our word for it. <laughs> you know, no, you take that away. It's, people are spending way too much money for, for a vehicle to not test drive it. I mean, that's ludicrous. Yeah. I, I think you should be able to go and, and see the cars and drive the cars and sit in the cars and play around with the options of the cars and see what's what you like and what's comfortable. And I think the dealers will and should adapt to this type of order processing, you know, order cars, right? Like when you go into a showroom and you're talking to them um, – 
even on lesser expensive cars, you should get some of that higher end kind of Aston Martin treatment where you're going, well, here's here's the wall of interiors, right? Here's the different leathers and here's the different colors and here's the f- you know, here's the front seat options, here's the sport seat, the standard seat and the 30-way adjustable seat. Those should be in the showroom where you can sit down and grab like like a you know, like a mock steering wheel and mm-hmm. and see how comfortable you get. Uh, you know, it, so even if you can't fully test drive a car with all of those options, there should be something, you know, like this F-150 Rattler, they should have one there to test drive. And then in the showroom, they should have all the seat options and interior options and everything else. So you can kind of pick what you want and sit in it and try it. And, you know, like when we go to C-Money, swing by the this you know the Sparco or the Recaro booth yeah. and and everybody sits in all the chairs and go oh yeah I've seen this thing it looks really awesome and then you get in and you go you know what it's a little sl- snug on the side maybe you got a wider version <laughs> you know uh, quite a bit of that or a bigger version yeah much bigger version. Yeah, yeah a much bigger version um, that being said I've been uh, driving the new Corvette the C8 which I haven't really had a chance to drive in, until now. By the way, the Corvette is the latest vehicle to be hit with price increases for the for the for the coming year for the 23 models. Expect a $1000 increase for both the coupes and the convertibles uh for 2023. Um there's a 70th anniversary package and all the trim models 1LT, 2LT, 3LT, you know, the Z06 that's coming out, all of the stuff. There's going to be some new color as well, a stealth aluminum trim package, adrenaline red dipped interior, uh, which is makes everything red if you like that. Um, if you get the C8 with the sport exhaust, for $200 you can get the tailpipes in black instead of just the, the metal that they are now. So there's a handful of options. But Corvette C8, there's tons of information out there about all of the testing and how fast it is and how it performs. I've been driving the car for a few days now um, in the rain as well. And I would say I agree. That's it. I agree. It's good. It's really good. It's just a really good car. And, you know, you you get into it and – it it still has it has a bit of the supercar feel. It feels a little McLaren-ish to me, and that's exactly what they needed to do. And the, the one I'm driving has some beautiful stuff. It's the uh, the color is a bright orange. The interior is black with like some kind of whitish accents, not pure white, but it's it's kind of an off white, maybe a very 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 light gray. Some orange stitching. The orange seatbelts. It looks good. Uh, the the headliner, if you will, in the removable roof panel is done in, in sort of that white Alcantara, and it's got some great stitching in it, and it looks good. It gives it a very high-end feel to it. Uh, it's it, The suspension, I think, is great. It's comfortable. I think this one has a sports seat in it. It sounds good. It, it's definitely quick. There's a couple little switches here and there that kind of feel a little light and plasticky on the steering wheel, the volume controls. But for the most part, I I think this car needs more attention. I think, I think we got really hyped about the launch of this car. I think, uh, 
all the all the press people that got a chance to drive it raved about it. And I'm seeing a few on the road, but I just think this car deserves a little bit more uh, attention. I just think um, this thing is better than you would think it would be. And it is fantastic. It doesn't, <coughs> excuse me. I guess it, I guess the big difference is, is it doesn't really feel like the front engine Corvettes that it has replaced. Now, I think that's a good thing. Maybe there's a lot of old school Corvette owners that don't think it's a good thing. They were kind of maybe missing that that feel of being a Corvette. But I just think the Corvette went from arguably one of the greatest American sports cars to possibly the greatest American borderline hypercar. I mean, the Z06 is going to be... I don't know, that goddamn thing, 0 to 60 in 2.5, 2.6 seconds. I'm like, how is that not, you know, a, a hypercar? That thing will whoop ass on almost anything else on the road. Like, that's not just McLaren and Ferrari territory. That's like McLaren 720S territory. That's not, mm-hmm. you know, you know, seven, you know, this is 720 and 765 territory. 765. This is, yeah, this is not, uh, you know, whatever, 570 territory this is no yeah this is good now and and we well, are looking at a, t- at a what a, a fourth of the price third a third of the price the one i'm driving this the c8 that i'm driving has the z51 package on it it's actually not too dissimilar to what alistair said edmunds bought they wanted something in the eighty thousand dollar range so they kind of went with sort of like base model uh, but with the Z51 handling package, this has the Z51 handling package and a couple of the interior bits and things like that to to up the luxury factor. It's 88 grand. Wow. The one I'm driving is 88 grand. You know, and I think the Z06 is, I think their goal was for the sticker price to come in at just under a hundred grand, whatever it could be 99,000 bucks. And I'm sure you can option it up and put a bunch of carbon fiber and all the kinds of stuff. and probably get it into 120, you know, maybe more, maybe 125, yeah. you know? Um, and my guess is a lot of the Z06 is that they sell will be pretty optioned out, you know, because once you're at that $100,000 mark, you know, you're at 100, you know, optioning up with 110, 115, 120. It's another 20 grand. Yeah. I mean, it's it's silly to say what's another 20, 20 grand. Uh, I don't know. What's another 15%? What's another 20%? I guess look at it that way. Right. And then, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's when you really look to individualize your vehicle. Right. And so you want to be more of an individual than the next guy. So you just start slapping the shit on. And, you know, uh, Chevy's doing a great job with offering a bunch of different color options and stripe options and interior options and, and, you know, center stripes and the Chevron stripes on the fenders and, and all kinds of things to kind of mix and match to kind of really make it your own. Uh, I've been driving this bright orange one, mm-hmm. Which is interesting because I was like, well, pretty sure Edmonds has a bright orange one. So everyone around town probably thinks it's their car. But uh, a guy in my uh, in in my building complex has the dark red, kind of the maroonish metallic red, which is a gorgeous color. Uh, 
I don't I don't see him drive it that much, but the, that car is nice. So I mean, you know, I'm starting to see some on the road, and and yeah, it's it's good. It's it's a good car. It's a it's a quick car. I've seen about five or six of them on the road out of here, and I got to be honest with you, it looks like a McLaren from a distance. I, I've mistaken it for a McLaren a couple times. Yeah, because you know you you don't even think you kind of forget for a minute that like oh that could be a Corvette because you see something that's sleek, you know it's mid engine, you could tell by the shape, you get a real quick glimpse of the profile of that thing, and you immediately think something like McLaren. It's surely not the first thing you think of. Yeah, I would. Vehicles, Corvette. Even no. NSX, you might even think new NSX because it's been yeah. out for a little bit. But the car is good. I, you know, it, you definitely sit low in that vehicle. It's you know, it's still a little bit tough to get in and out of. If you're parking next to somebody and you can't swing that door all the way out, if you've got to like kind of hit the the first notch where it, it holds the door, little tough to get in and out of. If you could swing it all the way out, it's a bit easier to get in and out of. But I guess it's probably not too different than you know than than probably what McLaren because McLaren McLaren has that big sill on the side where you kind of sit in that bucket. Mm-hmm. You sit down pretty low. I would say, you know, back to our earlier conversation about options, I think you want to try out the different seats, the sports seats and stuff available in in the Corvette, knowing that it's a little tough to get in and out of and the padding. Remember, remember I've driven one already. Right? Yeah. And, and they had to pull me out with a backhoe. <laughs> it's funny because so, I, I, mean, I see you laughing when I said it was a little tough to get in and out of. Well, yeah, I mean it- – <laughs> Great. It's not tough to get in. Yeah. It's, it's hard as shit to get out. Yeah. You know, and cause it's, it's vertical. It's, I mean, you're way, you're sitting on the ground pretty much in that vehicle. You I mean, are. Hey, and the feel that you get when you're in the cockpit, <clears throat> reminiscent of a race car. I mean, it's tight, it's comfortable. It's not claustrophobic, but getting out is a different story. Yeah. There's a couple things I think they can change on it. And now it's just nitpicking and it's just, you know, they'll get to it, I think, eventually. But, you know, you're holding the steering wheel. you got the paddle shifters and off to the right, very close, comfortably. There's kind of a little – there's a dial that you can use to change the different modes of the vehicle. Now, on the steering wheel on the Z51 package, there's a Z button. You hit it one click, and it turns all the track stuff on, and it turns it into an aggressive mode. Very easy to do. But there is a dial where you can do the sport mode, the touring mode. You can customize a mode, and you can select your options like how loud you want the engine to be and how aggressive the steering and the suspension and it's right below the touchscreen for the audio system, which is fine. But the home button for the audio screen and the volume button is in the upper left-hand corner of the screen. And it's kind of awkward and it's kind of silly. And it should be down in the right-hand, lower right-hand corner, right where your hand is anyway. Because then from there, you can change the modes rest your hand. Also, you can hit the front axle lift button. And if the volume was there and the home button, at least if that was there, you wouldn't ever have to move your, your right arm. It's all there at one touch. But if you want to, like if you, it has wireless CarPlay. So you get in the car, connects to your phone, pops up CarPlay on the screen. But if you want to go back to 
the Corvette infotainment system and get to access, you know, change the radio stations or whatever, you have to hit the home button, but it's in the other upper left-hand corner. It's just an awkward position for it. I don't know why. I mean, it's not a deal killer by any means. It is what you it is. You need to write them up. It's just kind of an odd ergonomic thing, you know? And now, and then there's the whole line of buttons across the center console. It has the AC controls and, and all of that stuff. It was fine for me. I, I don't know. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. I think they probably get, could have done a few things a little differently um, to, to – I don't know. I mean if you sit real low in the car, that column of buttons feels like it's a little high up. It's kind of a little – like little high, you know, raise the elbow up. I don't know. It's a little – Again, not a deal killer for me. I think one of the most bangs for the buck right now is that C8. I think the Z06 is going to be fantastic. There's going to be hybrid versions, and maybe there's going to be supercharged or twin-turbo versions, things that are going to be faster. But I just think you're going to have a small window of opportunity to get that Z06 with flat-plane crank. And and as cool as the C8 sounds, from what we've heard with the Z06 engine – that's what it needs. That's the difference that you said, hey, from a distance, it looks like a McLaren. Well, imagine mm-hmm. if that thing sounded like, I mean, not even the McLaren. If that looked like a McLaren coming at you, but sounded like one of the V8 Ferraris, a naturally aspirated V8 Ferrari coming at you, it would be sick. And I think, I think Chevrolet is there. I think they're going to they're gonna have such a winner. When we saw that car at Barrett-Jackson, you know, they had, I think two of them there with slightly different options one with the with the full carbon track pack and one without both of those are cool you definitely stand there and you look at it and you're like i can't believe this is a corvette good for them they made a job. fucking cool car yeah like you said they the whole package they did a fantastic job yeah uh okay so i think i think we're kind of running out of time here but um what else? Anything else we're missing? No, man. We got the final pieces to the uh, roof come in next week on Goldberg's Garage, and then we'll get it tightened up, get it uh, closed in pretty much, you know, minus the garage doors. And uh, those should be on their way along with my staircase, which they found. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Very nice. So, yeah. I mean, slowly but surely, man. You know, the yeah. weather's holding up, and uh, I just hope we can get her done soon. I can always tell when we log in in the morning, you're either there with your hoodie and your beanie, or you're there with no sleeves. I'm like, oh, exactly. weather's good. Weather's good today. You're going to be out in the garage. It's crazy, man. It's be 85 with it. I see you got the uh, the Goldberg's Garage uh, shirt on as well. Uh, remind oh, right. us where we can uh, where we can get those. Bunker Branding, go bunkerbranding.com. Bunker Branding uh, on Instagram. They have quite the array of Goldberg Garage memorabilia, uh, apparel, and they have uh, a very interesting group of other t shirt types <laughs> that you can purchase from there. And they're, it's a crazy bunch. That's all I It's a say. crazy bunch. Right. <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, appreciate that. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. Uh, give us a follow. It's a Moderator on Instagram and social media, all the other ones. And uh, Goldberg95, Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. Yeah, some more fun stuff coming up. Um, hopefully, 
Uh, Long Beach Grand Prix is coming up. We've got some guests coming in the show. We're going to talk to our guys at HRE Wheels. We're going to talk to uh, some indie car drivers on both CarCast episodes. But we should we should get Harry on the show at some point, and and to to really speak about this tire shortage firsthand. Yeah, I, I'd love to hear it from his perspective. <laughs> I mean, I would. I mean, I'm not ragging on him by any stretch of imagination. I mean, he is as uh, is is as helpful as you know the Richard Waitis conversation we had, but you know you can't get blood from a turnip. I mean, he can't produce tires that aren't available. So I'm just I'm curious to see uh, to see where they are where they are right now and how it's going to change their business. I yeah, mean, I don't, you know, I need some tires. Maybe delivering all those donuts wasn't the best idea. <laughs> Maybe no, she got that. Think that was the best idea? No, not at this. Uh, this crunch this tire crunch tire crunch stupid stupid um yeah it's good all right man thanks so much we'll see you guys next week until next time keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel for the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Stream the biggest movies and TV shows for free on Pluto TV. Watch movies like Titanic and G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, plus TV shows like CSI and Star Trek The Next Generation. Starting this month, check out the 24-7 Stargate channel exclusively on Pluto TV, plus hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows absolutely free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today.